Welcome to the Powerful Love Podcast, where the love of God meets the power of God. We believe that the Word of God is truly powerful, and we want to provide teachings that challenge you to believe in more and for more. Stay tuned every week for a new episode uploaded. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us again here at Powerfully Love. We're still continuing going with our gifts, callings, and anointing series. And today we're going to be talking on our third part about being spiritual and what that means. Um, it's So many things happen in the natural realm that we're aware of, in the mental realm that we're aware of. But so much more happens in the spiritual realm that we never really even think about um, or we never even consider actually. If you're a believer, you are part of a um, different reality than than the rest of the world. And once you come into Christ, you have a newborn spirit that has been resurrected inside of you that now gets to function not only in the natural world, but also at the same time you get to function in the spiritual world as well. That's one of the prayers that Jesus prayed or taught the disciples on how to pray was, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And the only way that that could be possible is for you and I to be reborn from the Spirit, by the Spirit, so that we can be spiritual. And so we ended last week with talking about how the Spirit of God brings us into unity by revealing the inner workings of um, one another or the work inner workings of the people of God. He seeks to create a spiritual mindset in each of us, pulling on our divine characteristics that have been reborn in us by and for the glory of God. A spiritual mindset allows us to see the workings of of the Spirit in the middle of a carnal world. Without having a spiritual mindset, you will not be able to see or recognize or um, take part in even with what the Spirit of God is doing on the earth. If you want to operate with the Holy Spirit and walk out your calling, you will need to be spiritual. It's just a fact. Now, of course, when we say spiritual, we do not mean um, weird. We do not mean um, out of this world thinking or operating necessarily. We're not talking about being so heavenly minded that you know earthly good, all that type of stuff. But you have to be spiritual in order to be aware of the realm of the Spirit. Spiritual simply means to be aware of the realm of the Spirit while being commissioned in the world, to see the world through heaven's eyes. Amen. So let's look at our very first verse, Romans ten seventeen. And we've I'm sure you may know this verse before, or have heard this verse before, but Romans ten seventeen says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. First off, it does not say that faith comes by hearing the word of God. It says faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by the word of God. Now, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to this a good bit more, but let's pay attention right here. The gifts and callings of God are received freely by grace. We know this through faith, just as with everything else that God does and has provided through Jesus. This verse in particular, though, is not speaking of hearing naturally. It's not talking about just hearing naturally. Hearing and hearing by the word is speaking of hearing spiritually. Many hear the word and unfortunately still end up in hell. It's not what you hear, but it's where you hear that matters. Let me say that again. It's not what you hear, but it's where you hear what you hear that matters. If you are not hearing in your spirit, 
then your spirit will not be affected by any means whatsoever. It will not be resurrected. It will not be saved. It will not be healed. It will not be delivered. You will not experience the resurrection power of Christ in you if you are only hearing with your natural. Now, in order for my spiritual to hear, it has to go through the natural. But I can't just hear with my natural senses and my natural things in order to have a spiritual change. I have to allow what I hear to truly affect and, and change what is going on on the inside to be spiritually minded. In order for faith to be, to be revealed, I must hear with my spirit so I can respond spiritually. Let's look at these two other verses. Revelations 2, 7. Revelations 2, 7. It says, He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. And then also look at Matthew 13, 10 through 17. And this is Jesus explaining why he uses parables to his disciples. And he says, And the disciples came to him and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? Jesus answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see, and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes have been closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts in turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. Jesus spoke in parables to get people to be spiritually minded, so that in turn they would be able to receive the gospel, which is a spiritually transforming message. He spoke these mysterious things to cause them to, one, recognize that they don't know what he's talking about, but two, to recognize that what he is talking about is connecting with them, but they don't understand how it's connecting with them. Jesus presented such a mystery to people that it caused them to want to know what was going on. And what he was trying to reveal to them was the spiritual nature inside of them already. It was just in a dead state. He was trying to get them to recognize that they are connected to the spiritual realm. They are connected to the hidden mysteries of God. But they have to be resurrected through Jesus, through a Savior, through the Holy Spirit. And so he's trying to get them spiritually minded so that they can stop looking so much at the flesh and start looking at the inner workings of God and the inner workings of man. It is impossible to operate in the gifts and callings of God if we only perceive their function in the natural. If we only perceive their function in the flesh, we will not truly bring everlasting change. We will not be uh, operating in our true call from God. We will only be operating in our own senses and in our own talents and giftings and abilities. We have to see the spiritual reasoning behind the gift and call, the divine order, if you will, of what we are doing and who we are, so that we can see the spiritual realm, in fact, come and transform our natural realm. So this right here also helps us distinguish 
between natural abilities and spiritual endowments, a person with an amazing natural gift can give the same sensation of goosebumps and emotional stimulation that the presence of God does, yet it is without any spiritual change. It does not cause them to be more spiritual in the sense of actually bringing uh, renewed minds, transformed lives, healed bodies, all that type of stuff. So um, seeing that or experiencing that doesn't really do anything for them. The presence of God, on the other hand, will cause you to not only be spiritual, but it will cause you to be transformed and renewed in your mind. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1, uh, Paul writes and he says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal as to babes in Christ. The spiritual mind is a matured mind. He says, I could not speak just to spiritual people, but as to carnal. And he equates carnality with being a babe in Christ, which is the common nature. You're going to become, you're going to come into Christ. You're not going to know the way, the principles, the function, the faith of Christ that is in you. And you will be trained by the word of God, by the inner working of the Holy Spirit inside of you, And through the Word of God, through good preaching, through good teaching, through good community, faith-filled community, and from being a babe in Christ, which is a carnal nature, you will come out of that carnal nature into a spiritual mindset. Not that you are operating carnally, that you are operating in the flesh, operating in in sin still. Not that by any means. You You died to self. You have been resurrected in Christ, therefore your old nature has no more longings. Your mind and your flesh, though, still have a longing for its old ways. Your spirit is a babe in Christ. Therefore, it is simply trying to work out its salvation, trying to work out its new life from what it is acquainted with, the sin, the carnality, the evilness of of our old self. And so simply what you are, you're just a baby in Christ, learning how to function into the new nature of who you are in Christ, which is a spiritual person. Seeing the state or maturity of my inner man helps me know where and how to grow and is only noticeable by having a spiritual mind. I can't look and recognize and see what my nature is on the inside if I do not have a spiritual mind. I will only be looking at my outward outward actions to determine what is going on in the inside of me. As we mature in our gifts and calls, we'll see more and more the spiritual implications of our obedience to the Spirit of God. We'll see the eternal response to our obedience. Hebrews 5 verse 14 says, But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Maturity in the spirit is determined by you exercising your spiritual nature within you. In other words, being spiritual. It is a constant operation that we do day by day that we learn how to rework not rework, that's, that shouldn't be, that's not really the best word, but we learn how to actually be trained in the things of God day by day, practice by practice, um, mess up by messed up, learning by learning, precept upon precept, law upon law, faith to faith, glory to glory, all of those things that the scripture talks about. That is being spiritual. And it's not about just receiving Christ and then living naturally, not necessarily in blatant sin, but um, um, not living in true love with Christ, not spending time with Him, not 
not having the fruits of the Spirit, you know, those types of things reveal the inner working of who we are in Christ. And if I don't recognize that, if I don't, if I don't recognize the inner feeling inside of me, then I'm not going to recognize the conviction of the Holy Spirit. If I'm not having a, if I'm not seeking spirituality, seeking to have a spiritual mind, I'm going to miss out on everything that God has for me. It's just that plain and simple. So I'm going to miss out on everything. If I'm not looking to live my life and come into such practice and acquaintance with the Holy Spirit to where I, I, my focus is no longer on this earth, but it is simply and solely on on who God is, on who Jesus is, and the working of the Holy Spirit inside of me, then I'm going to miss out on everything that God has for me and most likely going to miss out on my, my eternal home because I'm going to live for myself and by myself. And so being spiritual is a is the practice of Christianity. It is what we are called to do. Jesus himself said that I do nothing, I do nothing except that which I see my Father do. He did not have God with him constantly on his right side watching in the physical on what to do. No, he saw him in his spirit. He saw him in the spiritual realm. He, as a man, got Jesus, fully man, fully God. He was a. He did what uh, we get to experience now under the new covenant is getting to experience the Father one on one and being able to see what He did. And so we have that have that same opportunity as spiritual people, re, uh, um, reborn through Jesus Christ, by the blood of Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we get to experience true spirituality that brings everlasting change, um, continual deliverance, continual healing to our mind and our bodies constantly. And we're able to express heaven on the earth to show other people what it looks like for the Father to be um, in and amongst us. Amen. Hallelujah. So maturity in the spirit is simply determined by your exercising of the spiritual nature within you. This is the being spiritual. So the question that we come to, how do we be more spiritually minded? How do I become more of a spiritual person, if you will? Look at 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1. Now this is um, one of the areas that we're going to be talking about a good bit. Um, we'll probably constantly talk about these verses, but First Corinthians twelve one begins the quote unquote chapter that Paul starts talking about the gifts of the Spirit or the manifestations of the Spirit. But in First Corinthians twelve, in general, he covers the basis for all of the gifts and callings of God. But he starts it off by saying in First Corinthians twelve one. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. That word gifts right there, in your Bible, most likely it will be italicized or it won't be there at all. But that word gifts is not in the original Greek writing of 1 Corinthians. It is an added word to help bring context to the rest of the passages or to help make sense of the rest of the passages. It's not a word that is in the Greek at all. So right here, simply put, this added word gave us a wrong mindset of what Paul is actually going to be talking about here, to where the original way that it is being, uh, the original way to read it is actually now concerning the spiritual brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Now concerning the spiritual brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Amen. 
So the next couple of chapters in 1 Corinthians are actually revelations on how to be spiritually aware. Gifts are Paul's first topic, and the unity that they bring to the body of Christ. This is what 1 Corinthians 12 is all about. Then, in 1 Corinthians 13, he covers love as being the basis for every work that we do. Then, in 1 Corinthians 14, he covers order, hope, spiritual bodies. And, well, 14, 15, and 16 of 1 Corinthians, he covers order, hope, spiritual bodies, and then resurrection over death. Gifts are his first topic, though, showing the importance of the gifts as being our quote-unquote gateway into the spiritual realm or into being spiritually aware. The gifts of the Spirit help us become more spiritually aware. Why? Because the gifts are uh, physical manifestations of the inner working of the Holy Spirit inside of us, working to unite us into the image and the likeness of Christ. Amen. The, when we function in the gifts and callings, we're becoming avenues for God to speak, do, and influence in the church and in the world. Look at Ephesians 4, verse 4 through 6. Ephesians 4, 4 through 6 says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. This is what the Spirit is working to do. Unify us in Christ and in the Father. It is what Jesus prayed for in John seventeen twenty one when he said, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. That unity that the Spirit of God is seeking to do is how the world is going to know God. It is through that spiritual nature, that acquaintance, you personally having that spiritual acquaintance with the spiritual realm of God, your inner man that is resurrected in Christ, you leading, being led and listening to the Holy Spirit, and then being unified in the body of Christ together with other believers is the way that the world is going to know that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is Messiah, that God is the Father, and that He has given us everything that we will ever need to know Him and be loved by Him and to love Him as well. Amen. Everything comes down to that, to that recognizing that spiritual nature inside of us, listening to the Holy Spirit in us, and becoming more and more in love with God and the Father. Like we said, that, that prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17, so that they may know you. Do, you. do you and I realize that the world cannot come to know Jesus if His church is not united? That is a serious question that we have to ask ourselves. Do you know that the world cannot come to know Jesus if his body is not united? One in us, so the world may believe that you sent me. That's what Jesus prayed in John 17. One in us, so the world may believe that you sent me. If the church does not learn to unite under the spiritual nature of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, we are in a detrimental state. The church will never be destroyed. She will never um, not exist. But the majority of those in church can live their lives de deceived and not know the true Christ because they only have known one um, aspect of, of the gospel. They've only known one thing about the gospel. And because it's not being preached um, 
correctly and not being preached convictingly, then we have deceived people in, in the church not knowing um, that they are are not going to heaven. And that is a, a very serious thing, of course. It's very, very serious. And we have to understand that the gifts of the Spirit, allowing the gifts of the Spirit, so many in the church today do not allow the gifts of the Holy Spirit to operate and function in their meetings. And this is causing this is causing major harm to the church as a whole because it is through the gifts of the Holy Ghost that we have spiritual mindsets. That is how we have spiritual mindsets. That is how we grow in becoming more spiritually minded as a whole, as a church, as a church in, together in, in Jesus Christ that we are able to have spiritual mindsets is by the gifts of the Holy Spirit operating, the manifestations of the inner workings of the invisible realm coming in and amongst us. And we have to have them. We need them. Uh, we need them so vitally. Again, also with the gifts of the Spirit, they create unity. This is what we talked about this before, that the, the main purpose of the gifts of the Spirit, every call, every gift is to bring unity to the church. Ephesians 4, 12 and on, begins to talk about the unity of the faith, the unity of the church. And then in 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 31, Paul talks about the unity that we have in the body of Christ. Romans 12, through um, um, 1 through, I think, 17, talks about the unity that we have together, operating together as the body of Christ. And this is just so, so vital to understand is that we need to be spiritual people. We need to be spiritually minded. We need to allow the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that we can all further come into a place of spiritual mindedness. So as we function in our gifts and our callings, we will see more of the spiritual realm. And as we see more of the spiritual realm, we will see more of the value of unity and truly what happens when we unify in the Spirit. Amen. So I pray today that this uh, podcast has really helped you, that this teaching has helped you to just really, really begin to seek, at, not seek after spiritual um, experiences by any means, but to seek after that um, hearing, that the Romans ten seventeen hearing, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Seek and pray that God would reveal to you that you are hearing the spirit, that you would hear the spirit. That you would not just hear your thoughts, you would not just hear what is coming into your ears and into your thoughts, but that you would truly begin to hear the spiritual nature inside of you that is coexisting with, with the Spirit of God inside of you as well. That you would begin to have that hearing. And so by having that hearing and, and listening for that hearing of the Holy Spirit in you, you'll begin to have faith rise up, you'll begin to become more spiritually minded, and you'll begin to become unified deeper with the body of Christ and causing a spiritual awakeness or a spiritual awakening, if you will, into your church by helping and allowing the Spirit of God to function and move in and amongst you. So we bless you. I pray that you're encouraged, that you are um, challenged as always. And I also pray that you will begin to just move in ways that you've never moved before, that you'll begin to hear 
things that you've never heard before, that you'll begin to be led more than you've ever have before by the Holy Spirit of God in the name of Jesus. And always remember that God does powerfully love you.